welcome back to Dunya Rising. I am your host Dunya and this podcast is focused on spirituality, well-being and creativity. This is episode two of my two-part episode with Emma and Elena from Ecstatic Dub, a bass-heavy conscious dance event weaving movement, connection and sound together. These episodes just make me so excited because music is everything to me. I DJ, I've just started writing music, I perform, and I'm also a sound healer. So it's just pure joy for me to talk about conscious electronic music and healing. I've always been dedicated to female empowerment, and in the music scene, you really do see the gender inequalities that exist. I was fortunate enough to be part of Girls Rock London, an award-winning charity in Hackney that provides music programming for young people and adults. And it gave me so much confidence. I learned new skills, I made friends for life, I had a new mindset to really throw myself into music. And I know everyone doesn't always have these opportunities, so for me it's so important to celebrate women in music and to hear their stories. In this episode, we hear about what Reiki is and how Elena became a Reiki master. We will understand what a starseed is and how this relates to Elena's music production. Elena talks through how she tunes her music to 432 hertz and why healing frequencies are so important. Elena and Emma talk about conscious bass music. And in the end of this episode, I'm so excited, we will be hearing their track, Ready to Begin. And here are some of my favourite quotes from the episode. If you're grounded and you've got a good root connection, then you have that trust, that faith that you're on the right path, that things are unfolding as they should, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this life, in this moment, always. And it kind of alleviates that need for control and that need to know what's going to happen next because you're in that faith, because you have that grounding, because you have that connection to the earth, to mother. We literally create our reality with our words. That's why they're spells. Mm. So what you're seeing repeatedly is going to create the reality that you're existing within. A lot of us have really strong intuition, but we've never really been taught how to connect to it, how to use it, how to trust it. I think also showcasing women and, and allowing women to have the space to step up and, and, and be that is really, really important. And then when I add the 432 detuning, it's like it merges them all together and they become this one unified sound. It's the base that moves through us to create the medicine that realigns ourselves. That helps us dance within. My brothers and sisters, do you remember me? From before, floating around in eternities. You mentioned Reiki before and that being part of your journey. What actually is Reiki and how how important is it to you as a healing medium? So Reiki is a form of energy healing. Uh, it's where the practitioner channels chi or prana, so a type of energy, light, through their body and then out through the energy centers in their palms, their hands. 
and it helps facilitate healing. So we all have a flow of electromagnetic energy that travels through our body and it travels through the seven major energy centers, also known as chakras. And it travels in two directions. We have energy that's coming down through from the heavens uh, all the way out through our feet and energy that's coming in through the earth that comes out through the top of our head. So we've got these two cycles of energy. And if the flow of that energy gets stuck or blocked somewhere in the body, it can create all sorts of dysfunctions, both mental and physical. So Reiki helps balance these energy centers. And we all have the capacity to give Reiki, but a Reiki master is attuned to the specific frequency of that energy. So you're able to channel it a little more clearly. That analogy of the radio station that Emma gave earlier is actually really good with Reiki as well. It's like you're tuned into the specific frequency so you can hear the track that's playing. You know, if you're not quite tuned in on the radio, you've got the static sound. Whereas if you're tuned in fully, you hear the the music that's playing clearly. So if you're a Reiki practitioner, you've been attuned. We call it an attunement. So you're being tuned in to the specific frequency to be able to channel that energy clearly. And you Um, mentioned like it can heal sort of mental and physical illnesses how is that is it because it the illnesses are emerging from our energetic field that is unbalanced yeah so someone that's dealing with anxiety for example might be not grounded enough and maybe a little too up in the head up in the upper chakras overthinking stressing whereas if you're grounded and you've got a good root connection then you have that trust that faith that you're on the right path that things are unfolding as they should that you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this life, in this moment, always. And it kind of alleviates that need for control and that need to know what's going to happen next because you're in that faith, because you have that grounding, because you have that connection to the earth, to mother. Effectively, it's like being cradled, being held. Mm. I mean, it feels safe when you said that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Please carry on. we, We are, I think. We're all on a path and we all have experiences that happen to us, but they're all necessary for us to grow. You can't learn. For example, you couldn't have the hero's journey without having something to overcome. You can't have an interesting movie without the villain, without the the hurdle that the the main character has to get over and, and learn from and evolve through. So we have to have these negative experiences, should we call them, in our life, because that's the only way that we can grow and learn and evolve. If everything was just roses all the time, then we wouldn't really learn much. It would just be Mm. floating through, feeling happy. But yeah, by going through these periods of suffering or darkness, we, we learn about ourselves, about our capacity, and we grow and we evolve. So beautifully said. And did you experience Reiki yourself? Did you have a profound moment? You know, what made you think, wow, this has actually got a lot of potential and, you know, I really want to support people in this way? Interestingly, I'd had more experiences with shamanism and receiving shamanic treatments before I'd received a Reiki treatment. My reason for learning Reiki was just to understand. It was more of an educational thing. I wanted to learn what light was and what frequency was and understand the universe at large consciousness and when I googled all those things up came Reiki and it made me 
want to learn more about it so that I could understand what reality was, what I was in this in this reality. And so I didn't really understand it fully even when I you know, went to go and learn. I did the level one. I didn't really know what I was letting myself in for. <laughs> uh, and then we started with all these experiments where we had to learn how to tune into each other's energy fields. So we would stand in two groups, one either side of the room with our hands facing each other. And one side of the group, one side of the room would hold their eyes closed and the other group would walk towards them slowly. And you had to have dialogue between you to explain, okay, I feel like you've just entered into my energy space. Like, I feel like, I feel like you've just, I can feel you now. You can, anyway, we were starting to learn to train that extra sensory skill. And I think that really was what opened me up to all of this deeper level of existence, to Reiki itself, to energy, to energy healing. It was just the experience of going through the, the classes and going like doing experiments almost, you know. We'd be sent home with homework every every week. And it would be to go and practice building a ball of chi in your hands and like feeling the the energy. And and the more you start practicing all of it, the more you start to believe in it. And the more you believe in it the better it gets, the stronger it gets, the more you're able mm. to connect to that. Same with your intuition. I feel like a lot of us have really strong intuition, but we've never really been taught how to connect to it, how to use it, how to trust it. If you start acting mm. on it, even though it doesn't make sense, it will then validate that information that's coming in for you and you're able to then trust it more and then it gets stronger. Mm. So yeah, it's that... the same with Reiki. The more I did it, the more I believed in it, the more it started really affecting things <laughs> like that deeper knowing <clears throat> where it's not an intellectual thought when you start to notice synchronicities when you start to oh I met that person in that really strange way or something told me not to go that way but to go mm -hmm. that way and then this mm -hmm. happened or even animals you know noticing certain animals or moths or butterflies that might fly in at particular just fly right past you at a particular point and something in you saying oh was that was that a message was that something deeper that's really profound that you said that you know tuning into different light frequencies for you that was about understanding the nature of reality and what you are who you are what profound question to lead you into reiki and also really interesting with the experiments around the energy field when whenever our energy fields merged and understanding that we're more energy than this physical matter. And I suppose that Reiki and those sort of exercises kind of really show how expanded our fields can be. And how big our energy is as well. Goodness, you can feel each other from meters away. You know, when you take yourself out, I don't know, shopping or, or to a bar or something, and you're stepping into that space, if you're in your expanded energy, you're merging your energy with everyone in the room. Now, God knows what you're picking up, emotions or patterns. If we're not consciously aware of our energy body and our energy in that way, I think one of the most profound things I was taught was just to pull my energy in, to just set the intention for my energy to be within me and not to expand it if I'm going out into these places where you're mixing with a lot of people. Otherwise, you come home drained, exhausted, because you've just been exchanging energy, especially if you're talking about frequency. If people are on a lower frequency or a higher frequency, your frequency changes to, to harmonize with uh, those around you. If you're going into a place that's surrounded by people who are, I don't know, all taking drugs or all 
hiding in some which way from themselves, you're going to pick up a lot of that energy more because you've got that space in your energy fields. If you're, especially if you're wanting to go out and help and you, you know, some people are certainly more sensitive and wanting to assist others in their suffering. You have to just be really careful that you're not taking on more than, than you can handle or more than your energy system wants to deal with. And in that moment, you know, being aware of your nervous system. And if you're in a hyper vigilant state, or if you're able to go out and hold space for people in that way, yeah, I think mm. you have to just be really aware of yourself. I wondered like how you came up with the name Starseed Soul and what that actually means to you as a producer and musician. The honest story <laughs> is that I had actually created an online shop and I'd called it Starseed Soul and was starting to produce meditation soundtracks. And throughout lockdown, I was doing home harmony. There was guided meditations once a week and started composing all the backing tracks for them as well and leading live guided meditations on Zoom and needed a name for all that to come under. So it all just went under Starseed Soul because it was, that was the shop name. But the whole releasing an album was kind of an, an accident to some degree. I never really planned yeah, yeah. to do music as a thing. It was just me having fun. And so when Emma asked me what name I wanted as my DJ name, because I was already producing these other meditation things under Starseed Soul, it just made sense for it to become Starseed Soul. Obviously, the name itself came from, I was actually doing a shamanic and kinesiology workshop. It was a weekend thing. And I was trying to connect with my higher self. I was being led through a shamanic journey into the upper realm. And I'd done this kind of experience a few times. And every time I'd gone to the upper realm, I couldn't see my higher self. And every time it gave me this sense of panic panic of am I doing it right you know what am I supposed to do what's wrong with me all those kind of weird questions popped in at the time so I called her over to me and I said I can't I can't see anything up there I, I don't feel like my higher self is here and she looked at me and she did this sort of wiggly whirly action with her finger up towards the ceiling she went oh well it's because you're not in the upper realm your higher self's up in the stars and I'd never really heard that as a concept before. It opened me up to the idea of our souls coming from an extraterrestrial place. And someone else in the group then piped up and said, you're Lyran. And I looked at her and she was really connected to lots of things. She did lots of crystal work and literally communicate with crystals. She could hear the voices of crystals even. And she seemed to, I don't know, tune into my energy and, and see me. And I didn't really know what that meant back then. I'd heard of the constellation Lyra, but I didn't really know what it was or I didn't know the notion of starseeds as a thing and started doing some research and learned about starseeds and the fact that there are many people, in fact, most people I'd say on Earth right now, their souls have been on a very long journey before they came to Earth, before they decided to incarnate as a human and that we've had whole experiences and lifetimes in different dimensions and different bodies 
in different constellations in different places around the universe. And when I started looking into the Lyran beings, I really resonated with all of the the attributes that they possess. It connects in with all the cat beings, you know, the beings that are half lion or half cat, and the beings that were being worshipped, I guess, in ancient Egypt. If you look at the, the giant lion, it could be connecting to that period of time that we were in, but it could also be connecting to the beings that were on Earth at that time, uh, seeding humanity and bringing with it the wisdom teachings and the knowledge of our ancestors, of these beings from different dimensions that have been here eons before us. And I just really resonated with it. And the more I read into it, the more I connected with it. So yeah, I guess starseed soul is a nod to that. It's implying you know, your soul is from the stars. And I hoped that it maybe would prompt other people to go and research because it's a unique name. If you don't know what a starseed is, it might make you want to Google it which mm. then might help other people to awaken to their own inner true nature or their past, that remembering of, of who you are, where you've been. Really amazing. And it's so articulately put. And I think a lot of the times in this world, because of the complexity of the social problems that we're facing, a lot of us do feel disempowered. A lot of us feel like, you know, it's we're just back into that matrix life of working Monday to Friday. And our only purpose is to make enough money for rent and bills and we don't feel particularly powerful or worthy. I feel like that's often a state of our consciousness. It's quite a lower vibration. Of, we're just living to get by. And I think it's particularly profound that you articulate that actually our souls are part of this greater constellation of beings, almost intergalactic consciousness that you're okay. talking about. I would do a whole episode where I might have to just come back and talk mm -hmm. about starseed soul and, and, and where we've come from and how much deeper that is and how our purpose is so much more than this matrix get up go to work come back home pay the bills is that where your sense of higher purpose comes from then your belief in our souls being part of this greater constellation it certainly helps me not to get too caught up in the, in the story you know we we get really caught up in the story of our little human and we take things very personally and we take life very seriously sometimes. I think having that awareness of our multidimensional self helps me to find more peace actually day to day because I'm aware that this is such a tiny fragment of our existence. You know, this however long we live, 100 years if we're lucky, that's so tiny in the, the grand scheme of all of our lifetimes that we have and will lead. It's just, yeah, like a drop in the ocean, really. So, yeah, not to get too caught up in that. Yeah, I like that in, in a way of centering us and bringing us back to earth and really grounding us, that multidimensional aspect to self. And I like that you said about not getting too caught up in the story because we're so susceptible as humans to get caught up in the narratives of the media and in and the underlying sort of subliminal messages in music and I like the idea of really tuning into that higher part of ourselves to avoid getting trapped in in that storyline that can actually again leave us feeling really disempowered How 
does this link to your music? Because I really wanted to know more about your process of tuning music to a certain frequency. Your sounds are very ethereal, Elena. They're very, mm. I feel really uplifted and really beautiful. How does this all link to the way that you write and produce music? Yeah, so I detune all of my tracks from the usual tuning of 440 hertz to 432 hertz. I've read that sacred sites all over the world are encoded with geometry and the number 432. And people report a sense of harmony and calm when listening to music that's tuned with A at 432 hertz. So listening to this frequency seems to have a reconnecting effect as you gradually reattune to the frequency of the earth. So 440 hertz, despite being forced upon us as the musical tuning pitch standard, in I think it was 1953 it isn't a harmony and it isn't in harmony with the frequency of the earth it, it doesn't add up to nine if you look at the mathematics of music and frequency and harmony you need to have the numbers all adding up nicely and if the numbers don't add up nicely it it creates more of disharmony like a lethargy even within our bodies because the cells aren't vibrating at a, in, a, in harmony. So by shifting the, the position of the notes, the notes that are being played together sit differently together within the sound spectrum, within the harmonies that it creates are different depending on where you tune your guitar or your piano. So 440 isn't in harmony with the earth, isn't in harmony with the frequency of our bodies. And I feel it's possible that maybe overexposure to music at 440 hertz could be dumbing us down. It could be making us lethargic, could be making us unhappy even. And it may be even easier to manipulate because we're less connected, we're less in harmony with ourselves. So therefore, we're able to be guided and manipulated in a different way. There's lots of different tunings as well different tunings for the frequency of love, different tunings for healing, different tunings for connecting to the earth. So I think I've, having read that many moons ago, the idea of being able to create electronic music that you can actually dance to, that is also healing, I think is really amazing. And I guess also by changing the frequency and then talking about it, you're then again encouraging people to want to learn, to go and do their own research. To, to have a better understanding of themselves in that way as well. So yeah, it's again, I like dropping nuggets. I think that's the thing with the name, with the way that we do things, with aspects of our, our lyrics. It's encouraging people to go away and do their own research. I think you can't take anything at face value and not everything I say today will resonate with everyone listening either. You've just got to take what's what resonates for you and then leave the rest. Mm. But yeah, I think it's important for people to be more aware of these things, the fact that everything was tuned in 432 for a period. Jimi Hendrix played in 432, Bob Marley played in 432. All of the original classical music was written in 432. And it's because of the way it makes you feel. But then mm. the changing in frequency, it changes how you make you feel again. <laughs> and maybe not in a good way. So yeah, I'm trying to encourage this shift back to 432. I've spoken to various other music artists who are starting to do the same thing I feel like there maybe could be a movement mm. in this 
yeah, or starseed soul leading that movement of actually yeah. <laughs> can we have healing dance music that raises the <laughs> vibration of course it would be you I think it's really beautiful how aligned you are with that purpose of kind of sharing that wisdom through the music and I also think it's a crucial message because we listen to music. I mean, for me and for people with a love of music, I listen to music constantly. It's literally all the time. So the fact that I could be listening to vibrations that are actually are a little bit heavier or not exactly making me feel connected to the earth is it's almost quite worrying, really, considering the fact that the option for tuning it to 432 or other healing frequencies are there. And it makes me wonder times where I felt more lethargic or I felt a little bit slower or more tired thinking what sort of music was I listening to at the time? Something I've noticed when mm. I create the track, when I add the vocal in, sometimes it can sort of sound like the, the layers of the track are sitting apart. And then when I add the 432 detuning, it's like it merges them all together and they become this one unified sound. It's, oh, interesting. It does something really different to the sound of the track. They become warmer and richer and more enveloping you know it sounds like feels like you're being wrapped in the sound as opposed to it's just around you it's a really different experience listening to music in the body reminds me of like this like glorious feeling of when you harmonize with someone musically oh, and especially yeah. through song it's like my body it's like ready to float up or like elevate mm -hmm. through the earth there's something really deeply healing of harmonizing with vocals with mm -hmm. someone and I can imagine that same feeling through the music to think that you could be influencing thousands upon thousands, millions actually of people worldwide through the healing vibrations of music is just incredible. Emma's obviously spoken so highly about you and your part in Ecstatic Dub. Like, how has it felt for you? I've been DJing in my bedroom and at like parties and stuff for I don't know seven years or so but I had a lot of imposter syndrome around actually going out and doing it professionally and I guess Emma really saw something in me and her belief <laughs> in me made me believe that it was possible and my goodness I've never looked back it's it brings me so much joy to share music anyway. I think since I was a young child, I've been obsessed by music <laughs> and wanting to discover new sounds and anything with bass. I mean, it's got to have a decent bass line for me. <laughs> so being presented with the opportunity to share music that's bass heavy, that's conscious in a safe space with a beautiful collective of people who come without judgment, who want you to do well, who get excited by, you know, the things that you have to offer and share. It's just been a really beautiful space to be able to step into that and, yeah, to be able to express myself musically. And also because Emma and I are creating so much music together, it's given us a platform through which we can share our own music as well, which has felt really vulnerable up until now, the, the idea of stepping up and playing a track that I produced myself or, or for Emma to sing a track live that we've produced ourselves. It's taken a lot, I think, for us to step into that and to allow ourselves to be seen and to put ourselves in the spotlight is scary because there is, you know, there's this whole potential for judgment or negative feedback or 
for it to go wrong or for you to be seen as incompetent. I think also showcasing women and, and allowing women to have the space to step up and, and, and be that is really, really important. So yeah, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for Emma for having given me the space and the opportunity. My heart is literally just like expanding at the speed of like, it's like the thing, my heart is just like, oh, I, I, feel like, I just like, you two are just such amazing women. I feel so grateful to just create this with you both. But I thought it was really important that you said, you know, feeling like imposter syndrome, because I feel like I've definitely had that, especially as a DJ. And I think it's something as well being, I don't want to keep making this all about women, but there is something about women not feeling comfortable to take up space in the music scene. You mentioned about conscious based music. What is that? And why is what is it about the conscious element to music that's so important to ecstatic dub? I mean, I guess conscious music is you're aware of the lyrics that are being spoken when we when we listen to really strong bass we're opening up all of our root chakra it's literally opening us up to any of the words so if you take some of the less conscious music where they're talking about violence you're just going and listening to it without that awareness of what those words are doing our words are literally spells you know we we cast spells with each word that we say so if you're unlocking your your chakras and then filling them with hate <laughs> No wonder you're gonna to want to go out and also have hate. You know, it's um it's just about being aware of what you're subjecting yourself to energetically. Mm. I think that's really important considering for the younger generation as well, where lyrics are often focused on, you know, boasting, who we're having sex with, drugs, violence, and thinking that we're these light water beings that are then exposing ourselves to that. And the same way it makes me think of like the research that's been done on plants. When we sing to plants, when we pray to plants, when we offer them beautiful words how they completely grow and then how they die literally if we say hateful stuff so I think that's really really profound and also speaking about our words as spells do you feel similarly um in terms of what does conscious based music mean to you and why is that so defining for ecstatic dub I've not thought of it like that before but that's so profound I'm just literally looking at my plants as you're saying that I'm just like looking at the window of my plants yeah, because we're nature. I feel like frequency is utilised in many different ways and some ways not for our highest intention. I was unconscious to a point when I was not, you know, aware of the things I was participating in. And like, it's bringing awareness. Consciousness is just bringing awareness, you know. There's no separation, there's no judgment, there's no hierarchy within that, but it's just bringing more of awareness to the things that we're doing what we are consuming becomes us literally like within food within the content we consume you know the people that we follow on instagram our feed on social media can be totally different depending on the people that we choose to consume the content of and it's the same with music you know so we've got the difference between someone that's singing about expansion and love and than someone that's singing about hate and violence and aggression and and it does it the our words are our spells I fully totally agree with that we are you know that's why it's called spelling because we're spelling we're 
casting spells we're creating an intention with our words and I think especially the music that Elena and I make together you know the intention is expansion and and bringing more love and awareness and consciousness to what we're doing and that's why we have the lyrics that we have they're codes again it's all codes it's all spells the same thing we literally create our reality with our words. That's why they're spells. Mm. So what you're seeing repeatedly is going to create the reality that you're existing within. So, you know, this is why in my lyrics, I bring empowerment into it. It's like, okay, well, we have shadow, we have darkness, but where can we come from it? Dub music in general has so much empowerment within it. The dub gatherings are all about the love. You know, everyone's like, you know standing around smoking spliffs and whatever but <laughs> it's just all about the love it's about the vibrations you know and it's about that like one love one love vibe so it's not just dub we play we play bass heavy you know so we play drum and bass we play dubstep we play ambient etheric bass heavy things you know but it's it's the bass and it's the bass chakra as well you know it's connecting us to the earth connecting us to nature it's the base that moves through us to create the medicine that realigns ourselves, that helps us dance within. You're both so articulate and just have such a way with words. And I think it's really profound that you've related it to the chakras and the root chakra, feeling grounded, feeling connected, part of the earth, feeling home. What you said, um, what we are consuming becomes us, I think is such an important message to people that... Mm that the music is the codes, it's our spells. So if we're listening to conscious music that's uplifting with beautiful lyrics, it's inspiring, that's what we're becoming. And I said to Elena before the recording, I was eating porridge and then listening to your tracks. And I just was like, <laughs> I felt, I was like, she tuned it to certain frequency because I just felt so good. I was like clicking nice. while eating porridge, feeling high. And also probably you put, that, you put that in the food then as well. You put it yeah, in the food. I put, that's why my porridge tastes great. And yeah. it's like, I think it's why I love Beautiful Chorus, which I'll put it down to them as to why I passed my driving test is because <laughs> I was listening to their track, Perfect Being, on loop before, to the detriment that I couldn't actually sleep because that affirmation was going around my head all night. But all through the driving lesson I had, I'm a perfect being of light. I have the power to live my life. Just looping. I just wanted to also add about the darkness and the shadow I feel like the darkness and the shadow that I most play with is within music I love those deep dirty dark dubstep tunes you know like that is like that's my that's my darkness that's my shadow because it helps me to unlock those shadowy aspects within myself that also need to be integrated to be seen and witnessed and I feel like music is a really powerful way of doing that and of course if we have the grounding I really want to hammer home with ecstatic dub and I repeat again and again all of you is welcome here every part of you your shadow your light every part of you your whole spectrum every facet of your being is welcome in this space you can have a process you can scream you can shout you can cry you're held and you're seen and you're witnessed exactly as you are unconditionally like if you could before you go speak a little bit about the track ready to begin 
Ready to Begin was originally, I'd sent Elena some words which were actually about my first perceived twin flame. But I've really released a lot from the construct of that entirely. And so it was kind of this final thing of like, I'm going to tell you all of the things that you need to know. And it was it was actually very much based in my ego and very much based in this clinging of needing this person to see how I'd perceived something. And then I was sitting in here on my bed one day and the words just came and it was just like, I'm ready to begin. I'm releasing from this twin flame madness, from this story of unrequited love and not being good enough and just not being met, not being chosen, all of these things from this other person, which of course, again, is a mirror of myself, a mirror for me to learn from, to love myself more. And I was like, I'm just done with this and I'm ready to begin. I'm ready to step into this next space. I'm ready to be seen now. I'm ready to choose myself, basically. And that's what ready to begin is about. I'm ready to begin. There's nothing left to do but sing and shine out all this light from deep within. And it's just, I'm ready to begin. exactly and it's an absolute banger it's an absolute banger it and you know it's the title track of our album I've had so much issue with my with my appearance with my body with my image like it's been an absolute struggle for me my whole life and the way that we've been making these videos has just been it's just been smashing it completely dissolving it and it's been so I feel like I'm gonna cry it's been so powerful I was at hers like last week or something and we were just in front of this green screen I just had this bit of fabric and I was I just felt like an absolute idiot and I was like oh my god no one can see that I'm so embarrassed like I said I can't I don't want to be seen like I and and she was like oh but I've lost days doing this and she sent me this video and I was like oh (laughs) and it was so and I was like wow I look beautiful and and the same with the other one as well that we filmed on the solstice. And I was just like, wow, you know, I'm I'm beautiful and I'm I'm me. And it's so, you know, and I'm re- I'm ready to begin and I'm ready to be seen. It's just getting better, you know, the more we're doing together, the better it's getting. The more ecstatic dubs we're doing together, the better they're getting, you know. It's seeing this expansion and the, the improvement through that. It's so nice to hear like your description of it. I found it very ethereal listening. I love the lyrics of both of them. Like in waves, I love, I choose sovereignty. In ready to begin, I love shine out all the light you have within. It's so empowering. It's so uplifting. And I think it's really beautiful how you, through your sisterhood and through your collaborations, that that's actually made you seeing the beauty within yourself through the videos and through that creative process I think it's really really beautiful I just really yeah, want to I'm thank gonna... you for thank you for this <laughs> thank you so much for your words of wisdom I've been manically writing them all down probably going to be doing some exercises later myself and oh. I love you oh, thank you so much and thank you for this thank you for interviewing us it's, it's been so really yeah, beautiful to just 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 to express it in this way and and just kind of witness myself and how far we've come actually it's really it's really amazing yeah I'm proud of us so amazing oh it's been an absolute pleasure honestly I'm really grateful 
being given a space to to speak and yeah you're just so beautiful so so lovely to be in the same space as you so thank you again <laughs> thanks for listening that brings a close to this two-part episode with the incredible team of ecstatic dub with emma also known as Illumin, and Elena, also known as Starseed Soul. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and the weaving together of our spiritual selves, our healing capacity, and the transformative power of music. To find out more about Ecstatic Dub and their new album, please check out the links in the description. And really excited that we will be finishing this episode listening to their epic track, ready to begin. Thanks for listening. My brothers and sisters, do you remember me? From before, floating round in eternity, I've been sent to remind you of your divinity by embodying mine so blissfully. I'm ready to begin there's nothing left to do but say Again, 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 again. I'm ready to begin